Would you like to build a deeper and lifelong relationship with your children? One of the best ways that you can do that is by opening your heart and your home to your children's friends. Joining us today is my mom, Connie Burroughs, mother to me and my three younger siblings. She began her work with children in the classroom as a teacher before we were born and has continued to pour into children as a mother, grandmother, and friend. Also with us today is my friend, Becky Slamer, mother to two teenage children and ministry partner to her husband, working with Crew, a worldwide ministry focused on evangelism and discipleship to college students. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged by this conversation as we open our hearts to our children's friends. Hi friends, welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. This is just going to be such a fun topic. So I'm so glad to have Becky and my mom with me. Such a treat. Thank you guys. Um, so one of the things that I'm excited for about today is thinking about how we get to be intentional as moms and how we, all of the choices we make can be purposeful and moving in a real direction. And the idea that we get to be intentional to become a person and a place for our children's friends. And I've seen both of you do that so well. Mom, as we were growing up, uh, for my friends and for the kids, for the younger kids' friends with our being the oldest of four, I think I got to even see it from like a bird's eye view mm -hmm. that I didn't realize it was happening, of course, as a child, but I got to watch it with my other siblings when I would come back home and the house would be full of so much noise and activity and and it was all these extra people that still were there. And knowing that even as we're recording this right now, uh, Megan is there with some of her friends at the house. And she's, you know, she's an adult. Mm -hmm. And it's still a place mm -hmm. for, for our friends mm -hmm. and for your kids' friends. And then Becky watching you, because your kids are all a good couple seasons, couple steps in life ahead of mine. And getting to see what that looks like as we do life together mm -hmm. in community mm -hmm. and it's just been really special to see. So I'm excited for you guys to share because you have been through this. I'm very much in the early stages still, but you have done this through a lot of seasons of life and thinking maybe we can start thinking about with littles and kind of grow up with children together. What did it look like in your home and life when you had little children and trying to create a space in your own heart mm -hmm. and in your home for for your friends' children or for your children's friends. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go ahead if you want to. <laughs> sure. Um, I think, you know, I have always lived my life in community with other people. And so when my kids were little, I brought them along with me to continue to live life with others. And so mm -hmm. it meant spending time with other families um, in our home, constantly having other people over and friends. And in that process, I was getting to know my kids' friends, too, or my friends' kids as well, um, that became my kids' friends. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think also one of the things that, Krista, we've talked about is date night swaps, because that gave mm -hmm. me the opportunity to spend time with um, my kids' friends, because they 
they, while their parents were out on a date, I was with their kids. Um, and so that was one of the things we did as littles was just being with other families and other kids and spending time with them and then making that intentional effort um, to be with them without their parents around even sometimes is a great way to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess for me, when, especially with, I don't know, with all children probably, but with littles, I think specifically, I loved thinking that I could give an opportunity for children to be in my home and for me to love them mm-hmm. and for it to be a safe place. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that, um, I, the way that we ran our home, um, a mom or dad never had to be concerned if they were at our house. There was, I mean, of course they could get hurt. I don't necessarily mean that. I tried to make the house physically (laughs) safe, but even there was never a concern that I might show something on the um, the TV Mm -hmm. that they would watch that maybe would be something of concern to the, another family, um, I watched them closely, played games with them. I just, I, I loved having children in our home, but I do, I, I know that I have an unusual love for children. So it was a treat for me to watch my children and a great opportunity for me to, um, to coach my children on how to be a friend Mm -hmm. when I would watch how they interacted Mm -hmm. with their friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then after the friends went (laughs) home for me to say, you you know, that sounded bossy, mm -hmm. Krista, (laughs) give a little coaching, (laughs) not in that strong of a way, but that is special. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and even quite frankly, to see too, that maybe a little child that I'm thinking, this is going to be a great friend Mm. for my son. And then I listened to how they talked with my son and how they treated my other children. And I might think, Mm. you know, we may not have that child over quite as frequently as I was thinking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it gives you an opportunity to get to choose who your little children's friends are going to be because you get to choose when they're Mm -hmm. little. So yes, that's definitely something with little children, we get to be the ones to choose who we're inviting over and welcoming into our space. And I think that's something that was surprising to me one of the first times that we had a group of children over that I thought, oh, this will be so fun because my kids are so used to our house and how our house functions and where the things go and all of that. I thought this will just be great. And so we had a few different families that we knew. These are families we do life very similarly with. So these are relationships that I would want to be intentionally um, like cultivating these mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. to build in these ways that we're like-minded, this could be really good. Mm-hmm. So had all of them over and the kids had, we did some activities together and then the kids had some time to play alone. And afterwards, the space where they had played was just an extreme disaster. <laughs> and I realized, oh my goodness, what happened in here? And I tried to not seem alarmed, but I knew we kind of keep things in separate spaces to a degree, but like cars go in this box, kitchen stuff goes in this box and every, like the things have their spaces. Cause I want my kids to be able to play and be creative mm-hmm. and all of that, but it takes stuff and it takes being somewhat orderly. And so then when it was time to clean up, the kids just started throwing all the things in the boxes, thinking that, and the moms too, thinking that they were being helpful. And I thought, oh, and I actually said, okay, you know what? Just stop. Cause I knew I'm going to have to do so much work to undo what you were trying to do to make this helpful. Cause it's like ruining everything. So then that next week I went and I bought little signs to go on all of the boxes of toys that just said like cars, little people, and that dress up clothes, which mm-hmm. didn't take that much work, but I had to make that happen 
or else it would feel stressful mm-hmm. having little mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. just playing in that mm-hmm. space. And then it helped fix it. Yeah. And then and then when the people who we do have over, now they've learned and they'll know, oh, let's put the cars back mm-hmm. in the car box. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it took a little bit of training, mm-hmm. but it's totally paid off and been worth the time and the investment and the friendships that the mm-hmm. kids get to have that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Okay, and what about with as your children have gotten older when you're not always the chooser anymore yeah. of all the people? I think once your kids start... Um, it, finding activities that they're interested in. Um, don't be the parent that just drops off. Be there and volunteer mm-hmm. and be present and show up. And I think there's been so many opportunities I've had because I was the parent who stayed. Um, I stayed at church. I was the backstage parent at church. I was um, the team mom at soccer. Um, and I stuck around and was with those kids when everyone else got dropped off. And that has paid dividends in the long run of me getting to know those kids and them looking to me um, later in life. And I, I would um, say the same, Becky. Yeah. Um, I think about, you mentioned soccer in mm-hmm, particular, mm-hmm. and I decided to stay. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, you know, especially, I remember as you got older, Krista, listening to some of the conversations mm-hmm. of some of these young ladies and recognizing some of the, what they were dealing with in life. Mm-hmm. And it was very different mm-hmm. than what you were dealing with in life. And so it helped me, one, to have a lot of compassion mm-hmm. towards these mm-hmm. young young women, mm-hmm. really. They were probably 13, you know, um, but caused me to feel yeah. differently towards them mm-hmm. and to love them mm-hmm. in different ways, mm-hmm. you know, just being friendly with yeah. them, yeah. you know, patting yeah. them, you know, just yeah. being their friend, yeah. an adult friend to them, but also recognizing that maybe there was some conversation with Krista that I needed to have because this is who she was spending time Absolutely. with. Yeah. And so she needed to be prepared for some right. of the conversation that was going and on. And I think there. it does force us to ask the questions of what are those important things we're going to invest in, because we're not just going to do a million different things, mm-hmm. but yeah. because it's either going to be something both uh, both my kids can do or all my kids can do. Or if we're choosing one thing, a kid, if I have multiple kids, mm-hmm. then my other kids are going to learn. I show up to support my brother or sister mm-hmm. and I'm there with them to mm-hmm. support them. And so we choose the things that we can all do as a family, whether that's everybody doing it or supporting you know, mm-hmm. siblings um, in the process instead of um, spreading ourselves too thin so that we can't right. all be in one place at one time. Right. You mean you don't do everything <laughs> and your kids are okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I will say we have four children. Yes. So there were times when that was really tough yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, everybody was going in different yeah, directions. Yeah. And so that was, it was a challenge, yeah, yeah. but it was something that I really tried to make a very yeah. high priority and not like, to where I was watching every move you made. Absolutely. I don't mean yeah. that. In yeah. fact, yeah. oftentimes it did give me an opportunity also to become a friend to their those moms mm-hmm. and to be mm-hmm. a good listening ear to mm-hmm. some women that I wouldn't have gotten to know yep. otherwise. Yep. yep. So. Which ultimately makes you a trusted person in their family, which later on, um, mm-hmm. mom wants you to be the one mm-hmm. talking to their kid because mm-hmm. you've invested in that friendship mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel like... Mom, you guys carry that into adulthood even mm-hmm. with us because mm-hmm. we all mm-hmm. yeah. still bring our people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, I think part it's the food. Uh, hey. I think it's because you always will feed us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is, that's what I really, I mean, you kind of joke, but really and truly, especially with teenagers, yeah. you know, if you guys would say, you know, just really last minute, can we have our friends mm-hmm. over? Mm-hmm. And I would say, just a second, let me think. And I would actually be in my mind picturing what's in the freezer right now. Because I mm-hmm. knew having five teenagers over means 
feeding five teenagers. Yep. Even yep. if it's not a meal, they're going to mm-hmm. want something to mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. And um, and I wanted to be the home yep. where I could feed kids. And mm-hmm. so then when I said yes, then they could come over. And I had to swallow my pride if I knew the house is a mess right now because I knew you guys don't care. Just, yeah, so we never the care. kids didn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. They wanted a home to yeah. come into yeah. where they would feel accepted. Mm-hmm. And I can remember times when Krista, I remember a particular friend of yours that you used to say, this friend spends more time with you than he does with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just remember, you know, I, I learned early on that this particular friend liked milk. Liked milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he'd come in and I would say, I and was this was say, like in high school. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. He was probably mm-hmm. 17 or 18 mm-hmm. at least by then. Yeah. And I would say, um, you know, would you like some milk? And he'd say, oh, no, that's okay. And I said, I know you want some milk. <laughs> and he'd say, okay. So he'd sit at the bar and he'd drink milk and I'd lean on the bar and we would talk and talk and talk. And it was just great. And I think the other thing it did for me is he built a relationship with me so he did not want to disappoint me mm-hmm. in how he treated my daughter mm-hmm. or how he treated their friends, mm-hmm. you know, how he mm-hmm. behaved in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And the, even outside of our home, I think my yeah. friends would never have wanted you to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they knew you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember one of Megan's friends who actually also was a boy. I remember him saying, um, don't tell you, he said something to Megan. And then he said, don't tell your mom that she thinks I'm an angel. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I said, you can tell. And of course, Megan came home and told me. And I said, well, you can tell him I still love him, even though I don't think he's an angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's okay as teenagers, right? Driving them, feeding them and providing a place for them um, is what I'm living right now, you know, and being willing to be the parent that drives. And, I was going to uh, say the driving's it, big. Oh, it's huge. I mean, that's why we just invested in a new van was because I wanted to be able to take as many kids as I could um, and be the parent because so many conversations have happened um, oh. in the van because I've taken the opportunity to ask questions and um, and then taken the opportunity to treat them. I'm driving you home. We're going to go get Starbucks on the way because I know that you love that and that's going to speak volumes to you. Um, I know what my kids, their friends like. One of them loves boba, so we stop uh-huh. to get boba if I'm driving you home. Mm-hmm. So you know you're getting that with me. It's not just me driving you home. I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to get a treat too. (laughs) And, and, you know, it, it, so, so what you're describing though, to be friends with our kids, friends comes at a cost. Absolutely. It is, it's sacrificial. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember nights when I knew that the parents of all these kids that were at my house were a lot of them would be together, Mm -hmm. maybe at a Sunday school party Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. going out to dinner. And I wasn't. I was at home with all of their students, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I didn't feel slighted by it because I was, I loved being yeah. there. Yeah. But so it does come at a cost. Yeah. And there were times when I would think, I don't want to drive all the way. You know, it might be 40 minutes to mm-hmm. pick up this mm-hmm. one particular friend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I knew he's not going to get to come be a part if I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I would get in the car and drive up and pick this friend up and mm-hmm. bring him back. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was worth it. It's worth it. It's it. all worth it's it. It's absolutely worth it. And it is time and energy yep. that you have to choose to invest because mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. come free. The mm-hmm. time doesn't come mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. and the energy doesn't even come mm-hmm. free. Like it might have been easier to do something else. Right. Oh. Or the and money then, or the money. No. We, yes. we particularly budget so that I have the freedom to take kids out um, yeah. when, when I'm driving them around. So yeah. it's something that Scott and I have had a conversation about and make sure that the money's there, that mm-hmm. I can grab a Starbucks with the kids when I know I have a car full of them. Mm-hmm. Which when you think long term, right. it's worth like, it. 
it's worth every penny. Yeah, absolutely. But also even the investment of your heart, like yeah. the space mm-hmm. for those conversations mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Because in some ways it'd be easier to just let them all have their phones out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's such an interesting thing as kids are getting older yeah. now. Let them yeah. all have their phones out in the car mm-hmm. and do whatever they're doing. But saying, but I mean, that's what you said. I'm going to get you a drink and we're going to talk. <laughs> that's not normal. Right. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's intentional. Yeah. 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 And they really love it. Mm-hmm. We we sometimes assume that these kids are going back to homes where their parents are having good, deep conversations with them. And that may or may not be right. true. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I remember, again, a particular uh, young man who we had just a great conversation one evening. And I was encouraging him mm-hmm. to talk to his family in that way. Yeah. And he said, they don't want to hear. They're busy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're tired. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was a family yeah. that I knew. And I thought, they are tired, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I thought, I can provide that listening ear yeah. to yeah. you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cool. How do you set a vision for this? Because I, like, I mean, it, it sounds like it's so intentional that it didn't just happen. Right. I mean, for me, it started when they were little, right. you know. Like, right. okay, we need to right. not have the playroom be a disaster when our right. friends leave. Right. Right. But how have you set a vision to get you to where you are today, do you think? I think honestly, and Connie, this is probably something you said to me, and I don't know if you quoted it from somewhere else, but I wanted to invest the time when they were little so I could be the voice leader in life when they would Mm. need a voice and Mm -hmm. would listen to me. And so I remember at a young age thinking, I want to be the voice leader in life, so I will make the effort now um, to have those relationships with my kids and with their friends, right? Um, And... And that, like, Connie, like you mentioned, too, I want to model to my own kids how to be a friend. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that if I don't see how they're interacting with their friends. So mm-hmm. so some of that was motivated by I wanted to see how my kids were interacting um, with their friends so I could teach them how to be mm-hmm. a friend. So, yeah. Yeah, you often hear the term socialization being thrown around oh, a yeah. lot. And are your children socialized? And oftentimes that socialization, we assume it happens just by putting them in a room full of their peers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in reality, two-year-olds are very foolish. (laughs) And four-year-olds are not a lot. Ten-year-olds are. Fourteen-year-olds are. (laughs) And so a better way for them to learn to socialize, just like the best, better way for them to learn to clean their rooms Mm -hmm or Mm -hmm. to have good table manners Mm -hmm. or any of those things is for us to have opportunity to teach them those Mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. again, not that (laughs) I sound like I'm just like standing over my children, giving them. No, it it never felt like that. Yes. No, I felt like an honor, like, and I felt like I knew I could always ask. And I knew that you wouldn't say yes. If the answer couldn't be yes. I never felt, I think because I knew you would say yes, if you could, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt like I could ask because then Mm -hmm. sometimes the answer would have to be no, Mm because you can't always say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I, was wonder, okay. I wondered that sometimes, do my kids, are they still going to want me around when they're older and be the mm-hmm. parent that's around? And they have. Mm-hmm. And they've told me they want me to be the one to stay and mm-hmm. they want me to, you know, and I've been, I was my daughter's camp counselor, you know, for several years um, at camp. And that was that time with the other kids meant so much. But she wasn't telling me, don't be my camp counselor. She mm-hmm. wanted me to be, you know, so. And yeah. what an honor to get to be, to get to see her grow yeah. in those ways. Yeah. yeah differently yeah. than if you had just been at home right. and heard the stories after she Absolutely. got back, even yeah. though there's a time for that. There too. is a time for that. Yeah. 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 So, and I was thinking about moms who, you know, I have thought, okay, like this isn't something we ever did growing up. You know, we always just like met at a park and like 
that was it. Mm-hmm. Or like it was mm-hmm. just with the moms and if mm-hmm. the kids were on, that's great. Or dropped, like I got dropped off. Mm-hmm. And that was that was fine. Right. But if there's a mom who's thinking, you know, I think I might want to try try this. Mm-hmm. How would you encourage a mom who is thinking, I might want to make this a vision for my family too. I see the value in this. If they were starting off with littles first. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about littles mm-hmm. and then we're going to go to bigs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. With littles, I would say try something like a date night swap. Mm -hmm. Find a family friend that you can date night swap with and you get a date night with your husband and you get to invest in in some other littles. Mm -hmm. I would think too with that, even being willing to think outside of the ages and genders of your kids Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. our culture is really quick to say, okay, if you are an eight-year-old boy, then you need an eight-year-old boy to be your friend. Mm -hmm. And if you are a 11-year-old girl, then you need an 11-year-old girl to be your friend. Whereas I've found that some of the families mm-hmm. that we mesh with well, yeah. it's where maybe the genders aren't exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, you've got you know an older girl mm-hmm. and then a boy and then a girl who's about the same age and then two boys. Yeah. And one of the families that we've actually started swapping with, it's funny because they have two children and we have four. And so my husband always says like, hey, we're getting the better end of this deal. (laughs) But they have said, no, we love it because we love that our kids get a chance to be around a big family environment. And it is different. The way your home functions because of having more kids is different. Mm -hmm. And it's a real gift to our kids to get Mm -hmm. to be around that, Mm -hmm. which I hadn't thought about as a gift. I had thought about as like, truly, I'm getting the better end of this deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but it served yeah. it served them well. Right. So maybe even being willing to think, I would encourage a mom to think outside mm-hmm. of maybe the first person that you would think of. Talk mm-hmm. with your husband mm-hmm. and look at maybe where your different communities are and think what people might be a good fit. And maybe mm-hmm. doing some things mm-hmm. together first as families to see, does this feel good? Mm-hmm. And then if it does, and like with ours, we actually always do it here. We don't even always switch houses because it's just... It just ends up working more comfortably, Mm -hmm. I think probably because we have so many people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine. What were you going to say, Mom, about kids, littles? Oh, just... I would just encourage you just try it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you're just having one child over mm-hmm. and just try it and you could have the child and their mom, mm-hmm. you know, just, mm-hmm. and if the player and boxes mm-hmm. get dumped, mm-hmm. then okay. you can label them before the next time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and what about with, um, big kids? Mm-hmm. Cause it, I think it can feel a little bit more like you're butting into their life right. when they're older. That's why I would say, look for the opportunities, seize the opportunities where there's a natural way. So if it's mm-hmm. something your kids are doing, let their coach know, Hey, I'm here to help if you need something, mm-hmm. um, you know, at church. When and if they our, say, right, mom, the, you can leave. Say, right. It's okay. I'm just going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I don't mind. Right. Right. <laughs> but then there's going to be places where you're going to be needed. Right. Yeah. Um, when be available. I let our junior high pastor know that I was willing to drive junior hires to the beach, mm-hmm. I ended up with a van full of junior high kids, you know, that my son had been in small group with that I got to know for mm-hmm. the first time that he'd been with every, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I just said, Hey, I can drive some kids to the beach. So look for those opportunities. Or if there's things that you're good at, um, offer to teach your kids. If your kids friends, if you're mm-hmm. good at music or good at something in particular, um, offer to teach that to them and gives you an opportunity to have a voice in their life. And I think Becky, what you just said too, of, you know, just offering like that for junior yeah. hires, yeah. um, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I should have started this earlier. And so now how would I kind of get my yeah. foot in the door? Yeah. People always need help mm-hmm. if they're yep. running things. Yep. Yep. And so for us, you know, we even even now, our children are all grown and gone. Yeah. But I knew, you know, especially during this whole crazy time that we have been in, 
that a lot of things were closed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so at some point, a small group that felt safe mm-hmm. together, that were already, you know, seeing mm-hmm. one another to say, our pool can be a place where Mm -hmm. you guys could meet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have a home that you could offer, Mm -hmm. you know, make an opportunity for kids to be together. Um, But so anyway, getting to know their children, though, there's always opportunities if you're willing to help. Mm -hmm. And I think not being intimidated. I don't have the biggest house and the fanciest toys, Mm -hmm. but kids know when they come to our house that they're welcomed, they're Mm -hmm. loved, they'll be fed, and they'll have fun. And so... I think just getting past those stereotypes of feeling like I don't have the perfect home, I don't have the perfect space to invite people into, you don't have to. You don't have to yeah. have that. Or maybe not even knowing what to say yeah, yeah. to a junior high or high yeah, schooler. Yeah. You don't really even have to say very much. <laughs> no, no. Just opening your home yeah. and giving them a smile yeah. and, and asking them, how are you? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think that's just the perfect conclusion, especially to encourage moms who maybe would feel like, oh, this might feel big to do, that you're really just opening your heart and your Mm -hmm, space mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. you can take those steps Mm -hmm. no matter what their ages are and go for it and you can do it. And I love seeing how it's just turned out to be such a gift to you guys Mm -hmm. and to, you know, I can tell you as one of the kids, the benefits that it, how much it blessed me in my Mm -hmm, life too. mm -hmm. So thank you so much. I so appreciate it. I hope, I hope there are some moms that as a result of this are willing to try to take a step in some Mm -hmm. new relationships with Mm -hmm. their kids, friends in a special way. Thank you so much. Sure. As you pursue your children and their friends in real relationships by opening your heart and home, your sphere of ministry expands beyond just your children to include their friends and even their friends' families. The sacrifices of time, energy, and money that you make will influence hearts for eternity. I experienced and witnessed this impact firsthand, and I saw it to be true with my friends and those of my three younger siblings. So, who is it going to be? Who has God placed before you in friendship with your children that you are going to choose to invest in relationship with? I encourage you to pray about it. Then have a conversation with your kids. Ask them who they would like to spend more time with, and then open your heart and home to those children and their families. And when extracurricular activities open again in your area, let's be the moms who stay. If you want to hear more from Connie and Becky, you can find them on episode seven, sharing about life-giving family holiday traditions. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we revisit how to talk with your children about difficult topics.